Welcome back to Chucking a Sicky. This week, I can't go to work because me and my mate, who happens to be a pretty irritating donkey, we need to rescue a princess and dethrone the king so that everyone can leave me in my swamp alone. So you can understand that I just can't come into work today. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get out of work to the song that sets the tone for the day, their favorite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon, a real-life Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even a dragon that once fell in love with a talking donkey. Who's to say? But this week, we have international superstar comedy legend Skulk Bezadenhout. Skulk comes all the way from Kempton Park in South Africa. He's a comedian, actor, and writer. He's toured his comedy around the globe and used to open for Trevor Noah, which is pretty damn impressive. He was, of course, the star of the movie Canary. He's won a bunch of awards for comedy, but for the first time ever, he is touring Australia. He will be at the Melbourne Comedy Festival between the 30th of March and the 23rd of April, and then at the Sydney Comedy Festival. He's sold out at the Comedy Store, but he will be at the Concourse in Chatswood on the 27th of April, and then in Perth on the 29th of April. So make sure to get your tickets. As always, links to his shows are in the description below this episode. But for now, pull out the thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chuckin' a Sickie. Chuck a Skulk, thank you so much for joining Chuckin' a Sickie. We're very excited to have you here. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Look... You've done a lot of things in your life. Uh, you know, as, as we mentioned before, you've opened for Trevor Noah, you've written a book, you've starred in a movie, you know, you've done some gigs at strip clubs, but we're trying to get in the headspace <laughs> of the worst job that you've done to start off your perfect sick day because you've got to get out of something pretty bad. So for you, what would you say, and you don't have to name the place, what would you say has been your worst job? Well, I've, I've actually been pretty lucky because I... I um... My job has only been comedy because I started when I was a student and I was in a privileged position to get pocket money from my parents. So it wasn't <laughs> necessary to, to get a job. And then I started comedy and I quickly, uh, you know, started to earn money from it. You know, not big money, obviously, like club gigs, um, 500 rand here and there, which is like, I think, minus an Aussie dollar. <laughs> but... Um, you know, and some gigs would, would pay you uh, if I think back at it now because I would sometimes get um, DMs now from people saying, hey, will you come perform at my birthday party? Um, yeah. we'll, we'll give you like a nice plate of food and, and red wine. And then yeah. <laughs> you feel so like, <laughs> do I give off a vibe that you think... You know, because you don't want to be like arrogant and be like, uh, you know, bitch, please. But like at the same time, you're like, do I give off a vibe that I look so desperate on social media that I'll come work for a plate of food and a few glasses of red wine? But actually, when I think back to like when I was a student, often the payment at the gig would be, you know, for the open mics that you'd, you'd get a burger and, and, and a pint. But yeah. it would be like a really nice steakhouse or a really nice pub, you know. And I'd like really <laughs> used to look forward to that, you know, because yeah. compared to the food that we were getting at uni, because I was in res, you know, it would be like these freaking doughy old pizza slices and lots of pasta and yeah, just, just yeah, just 
yeah <laughs> yeah and, and and lots of bread like because the, the default thing was when the meal was like really shit you just <laughs> made toast because yeah you can't go wrong with toast right because that's like the, the, the one reliable <laughs> thing like you can't mess up toast and there was like one you know those <laughs> toast machines where you put the slice of bread that went through so so anyway like i've, I've only pretty much done comedy and you know obviously within that the strip club gig being one of them a few really bad gigs but um the one job that i that i did have one time um that i did a few times so at uh, at university at drama school there was this girl that said like i have a contact and if anyone wants to like earn some money you know on the weekends and i joined and um so basically the job was going to this fancy club in cape town it was all like it's more than just a club it's like experimental and uh, you know yeah. it's like a whole experience and whatever and we were like basically had to be these these live human statues oh, oh god that, that stand there so we got dressed in like all like these white outfits and they would yeah. like put this crazy makeup and hair whatever and then you had to stand there and just centrally move i guess so it's as, not as like a you're not like a dancer. Yeah, you're not like a statue, but you're also not a dancer. You're not doing a table dance per se, uh, or like it's not. It's not like it's not erotic, but yeah. it, it's also not just like standing there frozen. So it's you just had to kind of it's just like create a vibe. Yeah, it's just like a vibe. You know, it's like if you think like liquid, you you just you just you just flowing. You're just making yeah. sort of liquid motions with your arms and oh just being like a like a slinky snake you know yeah <laughs> and and it's just like the the type of people that came to the, the this club was just like as you can imagine just the worst people i mean it's yeah. it's 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 rich trust fund kids who are riding yeah. there with their fancy cars i mean they sure as folk never had like a job like what i am standing there doing ever in my <laughs> I life i don't think so no well with that as well were people engaging with you or were you just like flowy movements and they would just kind of walk around you you were very much you know sort of a display piece you were a live <laughs> display piece um yeah. you know so i mean now and then someone would point and be like oh look at this this is nice because i mean they were the only club in cape town doing something like this i guess it was i guess they didn't do like the worst job you know yeah but, but yeah so that was like fucking embarrassing also because at that stage at that stage um i i was like a, a year or two into comedy so you know, I had been like doing the club scene in Cape Town quite extensively. And chances are, if you were a regular comedy audience member, you would have probably by then yeah, have seen you. me yeah. somewhere <laughs> on a, you know, on a stage. Not yeah. like necessarily know my name, but they would have maybe seen me somewhere. So yeah. the most embarrassing part was like where sometimes people would like walk and they'd be like you're a comedian right like aren't you i, I think i saw you at beer house the other day yeah you, you can't like really like have a chat because you're supposed you're to sort of be in this character so you just be like 
Thanks, thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, you can't, you can't oh, reach out. And then they'd be like, and then they'd be like, oh shit, sorry, sorry, I can see you, you, you working. Um, yeah, you know. Oh god, essentially a body of water in a club. <laughs> I actually had done. I actually had done um, something similar to that before, which wasn't a job. But yeah. um, when I was in like my first year of high school, right? My friend and I, we were like real, real nerds. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that the, the, the juniors weren't allowed to go to the Valentine's Ball. That was only okay. for Those for seniors. the seniors, right? And the juniors, our grade, had to basically work at the Valentine's Ball as waiters and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that is so unfair. <laughs> and so, so my friend and I, the theme the theme was Paris that year. Yeah. So my friend and I stood by the door with an open guitar case in front of us, being mimes. Um, oh, and, and, bef- and beforehand, it's like, oh my word, we're actually going to make so much money because if every kid who walks past even puts a two two rand, which is basically nothing in South Africa, yeah. like just puts a two rand coin into this guitar case, we'll we'll make a few. Make a few bucks, you know. Yeah, yeah not so a bad we can, deal. We can probably buy lunch from the tuck shop instead of bringing our own lunch to school for the next yeah. few weeks. But the thing we, I guess, the thing I guess we forgot was that everyone is school kids and that yeah, no don't one is have bringing any money. like a wallet, you know, because yeah. there's nothing to buy. I mean, they've bought their ticket and then everything's included. So yeah. every, everyone's walking by like we're standing here with these white painted faces. I mean, if we ever wanted to set ourselves up as like the consistent virgins of high school for the rest <laughs> yeah. of our high school careers, that was the moment to do it. Yeah, and you really said to it. Think, to think that years later I was doing just the the elite version <laughs> of that in like a, yeah. in a club. Yeah, and, and you're probably thinking <laughs> the, the same thing. Like, am I still a virgin at this point? Because like this is just yeah. not working out for me. <laughs> the, other, the other thing that was quite funny about this job is that so for me it was just like the worst because I had I already as a as someone who was doing stand up very much on the side because it was sort of kind of frowned upon at drama school um, in two ways. It's just because, you know, proper thespians tend to look down on stand-up comedy as an, as an art form. Yeah. So that was the yeah, one part. And then, and then secondly, they just didn't really want you to have like a, like a job or performing outside of drama school because they felt like it was distracting you from you know what you were there to do oh, from your art so, really yeah yeah you know so I, I i didn't really i kind of just kept it to myself most of the time even though my classmates knew that i was sort of doing stand-up i think they didn't realize the the scale i was doing it on because i was going out most nights doing it i think they thought i was like maybe jumping on stage once a month or something yeah it was like the secret hobby yes exactly and because i really had exposures doing stand-up and you know like obviously I would have some awful gigs, but I also had some killer gigs. And like that is, you're getting so much love for the audience. And then going from that to, um, you know, being this like liquid statue where everyone's just walking (laughs) past you and ignoring you. But some of the other drama students who were also in in first year with me, that was Mm. their first, like almost like public 
oh, performance. Like performance. They wow. done. So what was even more cringe is that because I was just like, oh fuck, I just want to get through this. I just want to get my money at the end of the night and yeah, leave. Move on. But some of the other drama students were like really giving it their all <laughs> with this. <laughs> like this is their chance. <laughs> yeah, especially especially the girls. They would like. Mm, like really like they're like feeling it and like someone would, <laughs> would walk past and they would make like eye contact and and growl or something they'd be like yeah Grrr. they're really in the headspace of this liquid form jeez it was yeah that that, yeah. that is hands down the, the worst job it I've sounds done, awful yeah. i want to touch on something that you said earlier though about how it was frowned upon in acting school to do comedy like how you had to do it like as a a, a very like very quiet thing on the side. I know for you, when you started doing acting, you know, you're going to do comedy on the side and acting was going to be the big thing. I really feel that changed for you. I guess at what point for you, did, were you like, you know what, actually comedy is what I love? Yeah, I mean, I, I really love acting as well. But I mean, comedy is just, especially, I, I, I think it's the same worldwide, but comedy, you can take matters into your own hands way more than acting because yeah. with acting obviously you can't call up your favorite director and be like hey put me in a movie whereas <laughs> yeah. like with comedy i i can write new material as often as i want i can put on a new show as often as i want and in terms of booking national dates i can do that as often as i want as well yeah, it's I your can, schedule Exactly. So I live in Johannesburg and I can go perform in Cape Town every month if I want, you know, just yeah. check availability with, with the venues and, and book it. So yeah. I guess when I graduated, it was it was way easier for me to to kind of push with, with comedy and, you know, start earning money and stuff rather than waiting by the phone for someone to call or for my agent yeah. to say, hey, here's an audition. Yeah, and I guess from doing comedy, did it get easier to get those acting gigs? Because I know you've you obviously starred in Canary, which is a very serious film. Yeah. Did people know you from the comedy scene and, and, and call you up through that? Yeah, exactly. Ironically, like all these amazing dramatic roles, um, especially Canary was like a role that was really like an actor's dream. It was such a nice role to sink your teeth into. And like ironically... I got that role because the director had seen me do stand-up and I, I did a joke about singing in, in the choir in school and Kanadi's about a kid who sings in the choir. Yeah, so, you know, that made, that, that sparked the idea with him to like, hey, I should let this guy audition. Yeah. Um, because okay, he, that's he awesome. did know that I, that I studied drama and stuff and I still auditioned like everyone else. But yeah, I mean, if, it, if, I, if I didn't do stand-up, like he would never even have known who i was yeah or maybe he saw you at the club thought that your liquid motions were fantastic and it's like actually that's what that's who i want that's the guy <laughs> exactly because in canadian there's like a lot of like boy george kind of he's he's yeah. yellow in the movies boy george so there's like some dance choreography and stuff as well so maybe yeah. he's like this guy can move this guy can, he can, he's a good boy george yeah exactly it's it's perfect um yeah, it's just so interesting, I guess, how, how it evolves. But obviously for you, I know one of your inspirations was was Jim Carrey. And, and I guess Canary, in a way, I feel like a lot of those movements, when I was watching, I was watch, I watched bits and pieces of it. And I, I saw like the movements were kind of like Jim Carrey um, in yeah, a way. The director actually um, would make fun of me because one thing that me and him really connected on was that also he also as a kid used to, impersonate Jim Carrey and you know <laughs> like do me too, Jim, me too. 
and do little Jim Carrey concerts for his mom in the in the in the living room. And yeah. um, and sometimes I can very easily tend to like be a bit too animated uh, when I act. So he would he would between you know after a scene or after a take come to me and be like. Less Jim Carrey. <laughs> and then I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's the type of direction that everyone dreams of, right? Less Jim Carrey. We want more Eternal uh, Sunshine <laughs> yeah, opposed to, yeah. you know, Ace Ventura. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> did you did you try and sneak in? I think it would have been very in the wrong place. Try and sneak in the Rhino scene, which I know you love, into Canary, or you thought maybe you know best to leave it out for this one. Yeah, I mean the the, the it's 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 someone's real life story and. Um, I couldn't really take too much creative freedom because we would kind of just tell the story of what happened. And I was like, yeah. how would you feel about us making up that when you were in the <laughs> army singing in the choir, at some stage there's also just the part where you climb through a rhino's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't have gone down so well, I don't think. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. So look, so you've had your worst job. So you're this floating statue. And now the issue is to have your perfect day off, you've got to get out of work. So I mean, for you, have you ever, you know, tried to get out of work? Have you ever tried to like chuck a sickie? I, I did actually. I, so I just came from Dubai. I did shows there. And we have family who lives there. So my mom came with and she actually reminded me now on this trip, which I kind of forgot about that when I was a drama student, so as I said that, you know, I kind of had to do it on the down low. And um, I had gone through all my grandparents already um, in terms of like um, a grandparent died, using yeah. them to go do sort of bigger opportunities. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, okay. You've used <laughs> up I, all I'd four. <laughs> I'd used up all four my grandparents. Um, oh, the nice thing a... about drama school was they, they didn't they didn't they didn't question you too much. You know, if you said like my grandma died, they're not gonna you know also because like I mean they're thespians, so they're very emotional people. Yeah. You know, they're not gonna be like okay, well I'm gonna call your mom to confirm this. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. just like of course, of course. Um, especially like when we were working on a play, you really couldn't miss rehearsals. It was it was like a big thing. Yeah. Definitely because, not. Because, because you, you're letting down the whole cost, you know? Yeah. Did you ever get worried that it was like bad juju that, you know, your grandparents would actually pass away and you're like, I've already used your four excuses? No, no like most of them, no, by the time I studied, I think all of them had passed away. Okay, so, so you but, had the clear they, pathway. But they didn't know that they had passed away. So I just yeah. kind of, <laughs> I just, I didn't actually lie. I did say my grandma died. She did just die. Say just, when. just just ten years ago. But, you know. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. But then I got this opportunity when I was in. Uh, I think it was my final year. Now I'm lying. It was like second or third year. But anyway, okay. we were working on like a big a big Shakespeare production, Titus Titus Andronicus. We were doing Titus Andronicus, and I got an opportunity. Because uh, by that stage, I'd been doing comedy for three, four years. There was a Cape Town comedian who every year got booked to go do this South African Heritage Day gig in Dubai for the expats. And he couldn't make it that year. And he suggested me. And at that stage, I'd never been firstly overseas by myself as an adult. And and secondly, not for comedy. So I was yeah, like, I huge. have to... 
I have to take this opportunity and I've used all my grandparents and <laughs> I was just like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna call in I'm gonna call in sick so I the only two people I told was my friend Jamie who was the wrong person because she just immediately like started panicking she's like I'm not a good liar I'm not a good liar okay, I don't know what I'm yeah. gonna say I'm like Jamie you don't have to say anything just say that you saw me that morning and I didn't look good okay so yeah. I told her <laughs> Easy. I was like if someone asked hopefully they won't even ask and yeah. then also I told my mom because okay. I said to I, I said to my mom if they phone you and just be like oh we heard Skulk's very sick just say you know he's he's okay but yes he's he's man down like a sort yeah. of one of those because the gig was very in and out it was like i think flying in the evening landing early the next morning i sent the message Jeez, from yeah. dubai saying i don't feel well i was already in dubai <laughs> yes, at that stage already planned. <laughs> you'd already committed by that point <laughs> yeah i mean there was no there was no turning back I, i'm in yeah. dubai i'm sending a message uh, to the director saying like hey jeff i feel so sick um i think i've got one of those one day man flu viruses <laughs> Uh, yeah. and then and it worked yeah it worked and yeah <laughs> I mean uh, unless he's listening to this podcast but um, I think he'll forgive me now yeah but, it's, um, it's, too, it's too far gone <laughs> yeah but uh, in retrospect it was so stressful that I I didn't enjoy the trip at all because <laughs> no. I was just sitting there stressing balls I mean in reality he was probably just like yeah whatever like just see you tomorrow you know and yeah it doesn't care the rehearsal that day but yeah. um, I, I i i do go to crazy places like i guess like everyone you know like you you do go to like crazy places in your mind and you you oh, thinking yeah. is gonna go like full-on sherlock holmes <laughs> yeah, and drive you to your house drive he's gonna drive to your house he's gonna pick the lock he's gonna come in <laughs> to, to, to want to see you in bed with his own eyes and check your temperature with his hand on your forehead meanwhile yeah. he's like yeah i feel better cheers i completely agree i feel like every time i take a sick day it's exactly that feeling it's like you don't enjoy it half the time because you feel like you're gonna get caught out yes exactly so you actually make yourself so sick that day like <laughs> actually sick but you you stress yourself into a sickness yeah, uh, 100%. Look, I've actually... Oh, no. I've got the director on the line. He's calling you right now. Uh, <laughs> Skulk, uh, I'm so sorry. I've, I've heard that you're not coming into rehearsal today. Uh, well, actually, you couldn't do uh, WhatsApp. You can't do... WhatsApp calls are blocked in Dubai. <laughs> so, so you, know, um... you can't even do the call at this point. <laughs> no. <You're> just... <laughs> no. You've been called out straight uh... away. <laughs> I guess I, I did a, a, I could have done a, if, if he had tried to call, I could have just been like, I'm sending a voice note saying, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff, uh, you know, student budgets, like I've got such a crappy phone. The, yeah, it doesn't it, work. The, the, speak, the speaker doesn't even work anymore. That was yeah. half of our phones anyway. Oh, uh, the so speaker's broken. <laughs> the speaker's broken on my phone. Um, so yeah. sorry, Jeff. And um, sorry if I'm speaking slow. My head is just absolutely throbbing. So um, I can, I, I guess I can come in um, if you really, really need me to. I don't know how, how good I'll be on stage today, but um, maybe if you can just send someone to accompany me because, like, I obviously don't have a car and I need to take the <laughs> bus. I don't know. I'm scared I like pass out on the bus or something. See, and the best part of a 
a voice note is that he he just has to reply to that like he can't even engage ask you questions like it's like that's it that's the excuse you're done you're out yes exactly <laughs> which i still don't get about dubai like now when i was there again I, you know i was even asking on stage like what's the deal with whatsapp calls i mean i get that you can't watch porn there i get the <laughs> That, that is, makes sense. That it's haram in Muslim religion and for an Arabic yeah. state. I get why you can't watch porn. I did actually, um, when I was there the first time, like I'm yeah. a student. Oh God, I'm worried my, where this is going. No, I, yeah. I, 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 I opened my laptop and I put in, yeah. you know, because I'm like, oh, I'm in a hotel, you know. I'm going to now yeah, make the not? most of this. And uh, I open my laptop, I put in an address and this message pops up. And it's really scary as well <laughs> oh because half of, it, half of it is in Arabic. So yeah. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, Arabic just looks like you're in trouble. And, yes. um, yeah, it definitely does. And I was like... Uh, it says, and but then the English part says that um, you are trying to enter a website that is blocked in the United Arab Emirates. And then there's uh, a part that you that says, if you feel that we have wrongfully blocked this site and that there's yeah. nothing wrong with it, uh, please motivate your answer here. Uh, and then you can click on a thing and a box pops up that you can <laughs> type. And I started typing. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I even doing like how am i even <laughs> gonna try and justify this like no you should just because boobs this are nice, so dangerous you know? <laughs> yeah it's not worth getting probably jailed uh, i just don't think it's a good idea oh yeah, that's incredible yeah, yeah but but the whatsapp calling i still i still don't i still don't get it because you can make a phone call you can make a normal phone call yeah that's strange look the website you were trying to get on yes i understand the whatsapp call it makes no sense to me but i'll i'll leave them to their laws i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge that i didn't ask them at immigration like so what's up with the whatsapp calling guys seriously <laughs> that's a surefire <laughs> way to never get left back into dubai <laughs> that's for sure <coughs> you've managed to get out of the job that you hated you don't have to act like a, a liquid state today you get to have a day off and in order to start the day right you need a big song because it's not a big night it's a big day in australia we have an energy capsule i don't know if they have that in south africa called um baraka performance oh yes yeah but we do the fizz one i mean yes. just that fizz alone even before you drank it just watching that fizz i mean it's like it's quite energized. something, you know. It's like yeah. you're really energized just watching that thing fizz because uh, it always like boils sort of over the glass. If you fill the glass too much, it like fizzes yeah. over. It, it it definitely wakes you up. So for you, what song would you pick to start the day off right? It can be your favorite song or a song that just really gets you in the mood to have like a a, a fantastic day. You know, for me, uh, that song I don't even have to um, think about it. It's mm. it's it's a slow song. So you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it to be like a real energizer, but the the, the, the state that it puts me in, I feel like I can um, take on the world after I hear this, and that is Seal Kiss from a Rose. Oh, okay, fantastic choice, Kiss from a Rose. It is a very different choice to a lot that we've had so far, purely because I feel like you're right. It is it is a lot slower. Are you a big Seal fan? No, I basically only know Kiss from a Rose, but, um, <laughs> but that is my favorite. It's because there's a build, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, like I, I guess a lot of people would say, for example, Eye of the Tiger, but that from the beginning is like, bam, bam, yeah, bam, yeah. bam. You know, it's like already like comes in with a bang. Still, yeah. it starts you slow. It yeah, starts I, you slow. You're warming up, you're warming up. I like that. And then by the end, it's like, baby, 
know, and then oh my word! By that stage, I'm I'm ripping my shirt in half. Yeah, um, I, there's buttons I, flying. People are getting hit in the face in Dubai. The website's yeah, going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all happening. Yeah. Fireworks. <laughs> I think that's I think it's a really good choice purely because I feel like you're right. The build up in the morning, you probably don't want something just like hitting you in the face when you wake up. You want it like when you're waking up the slow intro and then by the end you're like, Okay, I'm awake now, I can enjoy this. Yes, yes. Now that 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 for me, like yeah. That one I, I'm gonna give a plan B option in case Okay, please. Let's say uh Seal goes full R. Kelly and his music gets removed. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope not. Let's Spotify. really hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other one, it's also a slow, slow one. Enya Orinoco Flow. Okay, I haven't heard that one, but I can assume I know Enya. That's a slow you, you, that's a slow song. You, you you do know it, but some people think the song is called Sail Away. Because it goes, I, yeah, away, I know that song. Away, You're so right. <laughs> I'm just embarrassing Some myself. It's called the away, but it's, it's called yeah. Noco Flow. Okay. Yeah, very different vibe. Are you an Enya fan or again, is it just that one song that you're like, this is the just best? Just the one song. This is the one song. <laughs> so with artists, do you do you listen to like, are there some artists where you're like, I like their discography or for most people, you're just like, you pick and choose the one song that like really connects with you? No, I, 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 I do have a few top bands. Actually, one of the, in my top three is an Australian band, Wolf Mother. Oh, fantastic band. Their first two albums. I, I, they came to um, Cape Town when I still lived in Cape Town and I went to go watch them. Probably yeah. to this day, still one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my life. Because it's, I, I love a band that's like, there's no bells and whistles. There's no mm. projections. It's not an immersive experience. It's just lead singer who, who's also lead guitarist, bassist, drummer, and they just fucking rock and roll, you know? It's yeah, like, they, it's just boom. I, I saw them in Australia as well, and they're, yeah, again, one of the best concerts I've been to. Oh, they were so good. And, and, and um, so my friend suffers from tinnitus, you know, in the ear. Yeah. And he went to his, his ear doctor, but it was just a, his annual checkup at the ear doctor. And he said, you know, my, my, my ears are, are hurting. And the guy was like, um, the doctor said, did you go to the Wolf Mother concert? And, he's like, no. <laughs> he knew. and he said, and he said, no, why? And he said, because I've had so many people here <laughs> to, uh, the, who, whose ears were just didn't stop ringing from the, yeah. after the Wolf Mother concert. And my ears were also ringing. It wasn't so bad that I thought I needed to go to a doctor, but it was like a good, you know, like few days. Yeah, um, oh, but, I was but that's like, when that's you know it's a good concert. I was like, that's when you know you, yeah. you play good rock and roll when yeah. people have to go 100%. see an ear doctor after your concert. <laughs> I reckon that for Wolfmother, it was probably like ear doctors were supporting them. Like they were crowdfunding them. They're like, please do more concerts. This yeah, is they, all we need. They brought them over. They brought them over. Yeah, 100%. From my understanding, this is your first time in Australia as well that you're, that you're, you're coming to, to tour here. Yeah, I've never been. I've never been to Australia. And uh, to be honest, like when I've done holidays overseas, I just haven't put Australia as a priority because the, the shows that I've watched on, on TV, on reality <laughs> TV, just scare the shit out of me. 
so much when it comes to Australia. Like they with the people getting your like the, oh, the airport yeah. shows. <laughs> the border security and whatnot. Border security shows just it just scares me so much. Like that that stuff freaks me out. Even though I know I'm not <laughs> yeah, planning on bringing say. nuts, seeds, guavas. I'm not planning to bring an exotic yeah. lizard. But border security, just like it, it will put the fear of God in you, you know, those, those, those shows. That's really funny because I think people are scared of Australia because of our animals. Obviously, like we have a lot of things that can kill you, snakes, spiders, jellyfish, whatever. I love that you're worried about Australia because you're worried you'll have seeds in your bag and then be detained for the foreseeable future. Uh- I'm going to be worried that like, <laughs> I had a packet of cashews at like, the airport and I, I, one somehow fell into my pocket and I get pulled into a small room and they test the cashew and there's traces of cocaine somehow on the cashew and I just like never leave Australia again. I can imagine <laughs> the headlines from the comedy store saying, Skulk's had to cancel all of his shows because uh, he had a cashew with a little bit of cocaine on it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, some of those some of those people, it, it is hilarious actually, some of those bags that they open up, it's like there's a secret compartment in the bag and they go, oh, we found... <laughs> Sorry, my Australian accent's so bad. I'm, I'm not even going to try and do it. But it, it'll be like... Give it a go. Um, Give it a go. <laughs> uh, we found a secret compartment in the bag. And then yeah, I think it was more New Zealand, yeah. but anyway. And then you think, oh my word, this is just going to be full of heroin. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like uh, peaches. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> so inane. So or, inane. Or like fucking baked beans in plastic packets. It's yeah. like, what is this guy smuggling? We, what the fuck? We had a period where people were worried that you'd been in the rice fields in Bali. So you had to like make sure your shoes didn't have any grains inside the shoes. So like people were, were very scared about even bringing shoes back from overseas because they're like, what if, you know, what if a grain of rice got stuck in the bottom of my shoe? And this was a legitimate thing that we're worried about in Australia. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. well, look, we're very excited to have you here. I really hope that you make it through and and don't get detained. (laughs) I'm so stressed. I feel like I'm just going to come with the clothes on my back and not even bring a bag and just buy everything there. (laughs) Just to make sure I'm buying everything in Australia. I'm not even bringing anything from South Africa with me. Yeah, look, but even your clothes might be dangerous. It might be better just to go on the plane naked. And I think that's probably the safest option. Just in a speedo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you, honestly, if you came to Australia in a Speedo, you, you would come into border security and everyone would be like, you're one of us. We understand this. Just in a They'd Speedo, like, this is the Australian legend. style. Legend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. That'd be great. Your passport just gets stamped, stamped with the word legend in it. Yeah. Well, we actually do that. That is the that is the thing that we have as the stamp on the way in. Just bloody legend. <laughs> Um, are there are there any things in Australia that you're you know looking forward to seeing? I mean, um, obviously first time here as well. Yeah, I I love uh, the desert. <laughs> like, how, cool. We have our, a lot of that. <laughs> one of our neighbouring countries is Namibia, and that's a, a desert country. In Dubai, like we did a desert safari. Um, I mean, yeah. like in South Africa, we have beautiful beaches and ocean. And um, I mean, growing up as a kid, that like normally if you live in Johannesburg, which is far from the ocean, that would be the sort of standard, you know, December holiday is go down to the ocean. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like uh, an ocean or beach doesn't really impress me anymore, you know. But desert, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Like I really find the desert very calming and beautiful and 
I love the desert. So I'd love to do like a outback safari. Where where is the outback? Yeah. I have no clue where it is. Is it is oh, it close to like? Honestly, I'm not even making a joke. It's probably about 85 percent of the country. So you you normally people normally go to like Uluru, which is very significant um, for our indigenous um, uh, Aboriginal people, and there's beautiful desert around there. But also if you you know you're going to Perth. Yeah. Like an hour out of Perth is just desert. So okay, kind of everywhere, everywhere, everywhere you can go, there will be desert probably two to three hours away. Brilliant. Okay. I'm excited for the desert. <laughs> That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. And I, I, I thought yeah. I would probably like to hold a koala, but then I heard that all of okay. them have chlamydia. And um, I don't yeah. think I can get it from just <laughs> holding a koala, but I don't want to take the no. risk. No, that's fair. It's better to be safe than sorry. I guess you could wear gloves or like a, a hazard yeah, but then you don't hats. feel the then you don't feel the fluffiness of the koala holding a koala That's with it destroys the point yeah yeah I, I i agree with that look i would recommend i'd say take your chances with a koala i reckon it's worth it okay and what um, are those what are those things called like because i think australia is probably the only place in the world you can find them like we have a thing here it's called a dussy it looks a bit like a dussy like a bunny but it doesn't have uh, the big ears or the fluffy tail and like a kangaroo no 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 it's small it's small it's like a, it looks like a big hamster and then you guys have one that's like a oh, bigger wombat. version of that quokka maybe now i'm like thinking i'm going crazy because i'm like is this like a animal that was in a in like a, a, a tim burton <laughs> thing and i thought it was real because <laughs> I can't find this animal anyway now. <laughs> Maybe it's made up. Um, Maybe I just watched Narnia and I was like, oh, that thing. <laughs> like, oh, this must be it. <laughs> so look, um, you've chosen Kiss from a Rose as your song. After you, you know, you listen to this song, you're amped up, you're a bit peckish, you need some food. Where would you go in your hometown of Kempton Park? Where would you go for your perfect meal? You know what, the sort of, for me, I don't have an advanced palate. Um, okay. <laughs> my, wife, my wife always uh, laughs at me because I'm, I'm probably one of the easier, easiest people to take for a meal because I'm, it really doesn't take much to, to impress me. And I, I, often, I often really love like, like a cheap pub, like a steaks okay, yeah, like meal. a steak egg and chips like i really love but um yeah there's a there's a there's a place place in um kempton park called jose's and they do sort of portuguese cuisine i wouldn't say they they cheap but you know it's not it's not like super fine dining and um, yeah okay and you'd get the egg egg steak and cheese there is just the way to go no there i would do yeah like a steak but not with the egg on top um but i would do like a classic steak and chips oh that's delicious i think you'll you'll be happy in australia a lot of pubs just do steak and chips are you are you like a, a fat cut chips or the shoestring chips because these are these are very important no, 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 yeah, definitely fat cut definitely fat cut i don't like shoestrings and i and i don't like wedges it's a wedge. You don't like wedges. A wedge is just like you've just cut, cut a. It's like a lazy chip because you just cut the potato <laughs> yeah. in four, and you like I can't yeah. be bothered to cut this even more f further than this. Yeah, but the way that they're deep fried, I I, I don't mean to disagree with you, but I, I've got to stand for what I believe in. And yeah, wedges are, are definitely is delicious. Um, but even with like sour cream, 
like chili sauce and sour cream doesn't do it for you? Look, if you're going to go for the sour cream, then rather do a baked potato. Yeah, okay. But for, for these steak and chips, you've got the fat chips. Are you getting sauce, no sauce? The, the steak is the sauce. So you the base thing on the steak, you, you take the chip yeah. and you kind of rub it on the steak. Oh, that's nice. And, and, and what that I sounds do, delicious. So I'm not, like I said, I don't have a very advanced palate, but I do mm. have a very specific way that I eat. So I'm one of those people that if I, if I have veg on my plate, I eat, I don't like to mix. Okay, they've all got to be separate. Yeah, but with the, so I'll eat the spinach, I'll eat this, um, the pumpkin, you know, but with a steak and chips, I don't eat the steak and then the chips or, you know, every bite has to involve both. Okay, so okay. I, I cut a piece of steak, then I cut a chip, then I stab the chip with my fork yeah. and then stab the steak. Now, how did then... <laughs> How did you come to this? Did you did you experiment? Like you tried the chips first, you tried the steak, and then you put both together and be like, no, this is the way to go. Yeah, because sometimes like you you what what I guess what happened was I cut a small piece of steak and then accidentally yeah. and you go, it's such a small bite of food, you know, and then there's just like a small chip, and then you just like just to just to get some more food on your fork, <laughs> I stabbed the chip and I was like, these two things have to be together in my mouth at the same time yeah well i feel not separate i feel like the best inventions come from complete accidents right yeah and you've hit the nail on the head with this one what i can't do what i can't stand is people who you know some people go yeah. to mcdonald's and they get a, a burger and chips and a mcflurry and then after they've eaten the burger they dip the chips oh, in I'm, the mcflurry i'm gonna have to disagree with you again it is so delicious putting them together i would also say it's a very australian like i think most people in australia would do that it's just savory and sweet so oh, good it's <laughs> horrible yeah there's certain savory and sweet that i i agree with like i love a savory waffle yeah, or savory okay. pancake but the ice cream and chips just doesn't do it for you Mm -mm. And I like I like bacon when there's syrup and bacon involved in the same in the same yeah, combo. Okay. But um, I can't stand people who who dip their chip in the McFlurry. It grosses me out. That's I can understand why it would gross you out. Uh, but I guess for for a lot of us over here in Australia, we love it. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, you're having a steak and chips. Now, I know that you actually have a, a wine brand, feeling good, feeling positive. Would you be having that as as a side wine? With the meal? Yeah, I, I, I have drank... I, I do think my own red wine that we make is delicious. Um, but yeah, I, have hope drank, so. <laughs> I, I have drank a fair share of it. So normally at a restaurant, I try another wine. But definitely yeah. red, can't do <laughs> white. Can't do white wine. Um, yeah. Yeah, it gives me a, a, a massive, massive headache. Yeah, you've just learned through the years. You experimented with white wine. It just wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. And now with your wine brand, Feeling Good, Feeling Positive, is there a chance that it's going to come out to Australia? Is it already here? Have I missed it? I think, well, if anyone's listening to this and you want to import it, please be our guest. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, do, very small, we do very small batches. So we only do, uh, I think it's about 400 cases and there's six bottles in a case. So it's only 2,400 bottles per batch that we bottle okay. and we just yeah. sell it online but i mean australians like have disposable income but the, the, the problem why we don't <laughs> do it 
to it to Australia is because like, <laughs> the import fees and everything will be so high that you'd have to then probably pay a lot for wine. But I think you guys pay yeah. a lot for a cappuccino. So, I mean, yeah, it's we not do. a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm worried for you when you come here. The price of coffee is, is quite expensive here, I think, compared to everywhere else in the, in the world. I think just Australia is expensive in general. I know that, that, but that's the thing. It's so funny, like what people point out always about countries or what's expensive or what they say, like, oh, careful. The, so, like, Dubai, people obviously go that it's really expensive to drink in Dubai because there's such a high yeah. alcohol tax. But um, Australia, just without fail, if someone's like, oh, it's your first time in Australia. You go, yes, they're like, the coffee's really expensive. I'm like, does no one drink in Australia? No one's been mentioning the price of beer. No one's mentioning the price of wine. It's just yeah. like, Look. coffee, 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 coffee. Comparative to coffee, beer and wine, is, it's okay. I think well, that actually, that, right. that in Melbourne, I have to decide about uh, between uh, an Airbnb or a hotel. The yeah. hotel is quite more expensive, but I saw... Um, in the thing it says free coffee in the foyer so I think what I will what I will spend more on the hotel I will yeah. probably make double that back just by having free coffee in the foyer at least at that point you're making money I reckon <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's great um, so you've chosen your meal here now just taking you out of the sick day if you could go anywhere in the world to have your favorite meal that's not in your hometown Obviously, you've said you've got a bit more of a plain palate. Is there a place for you when, you, when you've traveled that you've said, this meal for me, that's just my go-to? Yeah, there's a, there's a place. Do you guys have five guys in Australia? We have, we have like two of them, at least in New South Wales. So there's not heaps of them, but there's a couple. Yeah, so I, I tasted five guys for the first time. And there's like a lot of them in the UK. And I also saw now they, there's in Dubai as well. Um, oh, after I, the other day, we're like, what would be your last meal? If you're going to go, yeah. you, you're going to get the, the gallows that you're going to hang. It was a hard one. I Eventually, I was like going into so much detail. She was like, I kind of meant for this just to be like a quick, fun sort of little... <laughs> Lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was like, my mom, my mom makes these like amazing pumpkin fritters. And yeah. that's like my favorite thing in the world. But I can't say my mom's pumpkin fritters because they're probably not going to get my mom to come no. make the pumpkin fritters in the... <laughs> In the jungle's kitchen. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to then have my last meal. It's going to be filled with disappointment because I'm going to say my mom's pumpkin fritters. Even if she does send the recipe, the, the chef, yeah. I don't know who makes the last meal, but whoever there in the jail makes it, like they're going to fuck it up, you know? And then yeah, it's, it's not, not the same. The, you, and you're going to have this thing. So then, I, then my, my thought process was you have to order... Uh, you have to get something where they have to go order it from that restaurant because then you know what you're going to get. So like yeah, you, have, you have to say like, I want a KFC bucket or something that they can't <laughs> make in the kitchen jail. They have to go buy a KFC yeah. bucket. And, and, and my, so what I settled on, a little bacon and cheeseburger from Five Guys with fries. Um, and then I would say just, yeah, nice. I don't know if, can you get... Can you get alcohol in your last meal? Do they? Is that an option? Can you order a glass of red wine? I wonder. It, I guess it depends where you are, right? I feel like in Dubai, there's no way, but probably no. in America, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. Because now I'm thinking, would you go for? Well, what is your favorite drink, Harry? Would you like? Would you well, go mine's like probably... extra and and have like a cocktail, or would you just have like you a, know a cold beer? 
Mine would probably be lemon, lime, and bitters. So it's not even that exciting. It's non-alcoholic, which is which is just sad. <laughs> but I'm such I, an I, for your last meal. Yeah. Lemon, lime, and bitters. <laughs> I think well, the woman I, at I that blame... point just bursts out laughing and just says, you're not getting anything yeah. for your last meal, just for saying that. Yeah, that's the issue, right? Like, it's very commonplace in Australia, but I feel like around the world, maybe not known. Okay, I don't know at all. What drink would you be getting for for yourself now that I've completely embarrassed myself? <laughs> well, yeah, once again, I, I know I'm, I'm totally overthinking this, but if I say a glass of red wine, mm. they're not going to go get, like, a good quality red yeah. wine. They're going to bring me wine from a box. Yeah, they'll stuff it up. Red wine is just bad. So I'd <laughs> maybe rather just go for like a, a sort of standard beer, mm. um, but like ice, ice cold. Yeah. And that will also probably arrive warm. Yeah. So I, I might just go bad. for a vanilla milkshake then from, from Five Guys then. Okay, yeah, you're, keep, <laughs> you're, my keep, you're keeping it safe at least. You're keeping it safe. All localized with Five Guys. I mean, I, I, would, I would hate to be the person taking your order because I know you've thought about it now, but I reckon in the moment it will take you days. By this point, you've probably lived your entire life before you've had your last, last <laughs> meal. <laughs> the, 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 other, the, other, the other option is that because I, I uh, saw this photography series where a guy, a photographer recreated the meals that uh, famous serial killers have asked for. Yeah, okay. As their last That's meal. cool. What were some good ones? So, 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 so one, one guy, you know, went for like lobster and, you know, it, it kind of ranged. Yeah. Um, so then he would go recreate the meal and photograph it. Oh, and he would cool. say which, which serial killer ordered what. But the one guy, which I quite liked, his, his last meal was just a total fuck you to the prison yeah. um, because he ordered for his last meal a single pea. A single pea? Oh, <laughs> just one p on a plate. Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> just to just to be yeah. like like screw you. I want a single p, and and you need it. And then the chef needs to prepare just one p. A single p. They probably have to then make a bag of yeah, peas. Yeah, waste the whole thing. And put one on the plate for you. Oh, that's really taking the piss. <laughs> my, my other option for my last meal would be just take the piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a single cashew. <laughs> and maybe be like, uh, I, I want an ice block. I want an ice block on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that would be really fun to recreate that's for sure and just watching you cut it with a knife and fork just uh, horrendous order a steak with uh, uh, that obviously will come hopefully with like a, a sharp knife and then just uh slit your wrist and you'd be like jokes on you I did it before you jokes on you that's the real macabre version of this Uh, note to self make sure Sark doesn't have any knives with him in Australia note to self Um, that would be the most depressing thing ever if they bring you the um, the steak with you know those plastic 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 knives and fork and Uh, and they'd probably have to as well that's the worst bit they probably do 100% (coughs) You've had a fantastic meal. It's not your last meal. You've enjoyed the meal and there will I've be more. I've enjoyed the meal. There will be more after that. <laughs> a bit like Ferris Bueller, you know, you want to have an adventure to end your day. You really have, you know, an adventure that you've been thinking about for years. Some people have had uh, Nick Offerman with them uh, making special knives. Um, you can choose anyone doing anything. What would you do for your perfect afternoon activity? Okay, I've got it. Um, okay. I... <laughs> 
Well, I'm, I'm very much still, because I only landed yesterday back from Dubai, so my, 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 my head is still very like Dubai. And even though I've been there twice before, it was for gigs, and it was so like land at six in the morning, go straight to the hotel, sleep, do the gig. And I think the one trip actually, I went straight from the airport after the gig and had a flight at like two in the morning and then was out. But this time was yeah. my first time that I, w- I went a week before the shows and uh, I actually, you know, was a tourist in Dubai. And I, I know a lot of people don't like Dubai. Like I was saying to my friends, like, dude, guys, we have to come on holiday. Yeah, I was saying to my wife, yeah. everyone's just been like across the bank, just like I have no interest in coming to Dubai, dude. There's so many other overseas places that I would rather go than Dubai. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, I was so impressed by Dubai, especially after realize, I mean, Harry, in, in, in Australia, things work as well i'm guessing <laughs> yeah we, they do more or less we are on on stage this is going to mean nothing to you but um stage five load shedding load shedding is because uh escom who are the the government's electricity providers um their power stations are failing so they turn off our power for hours in the day so most households if you can afford it by this stage, I have one. That's how I'm doing the Zoom call because we have load shedding at the moment. So we've got like a battery system that just powers the Wi-Fi yeah. at least. So, but most houses these days have like generators and stuff and it costs a ton of money because it has to work with, with diesel. Mm. But anyway, it doesn't take much to impress a South African at the moment because <laughs> just any place you travel to <laughs> This electricity 24 hours yeah, is, is like amazing. This is very high class. Is there a specific thing in Dubai that you'd, that you'd want to do in that, in that afternoon? Dubai is, is such a wealthy country just because of the, the oil and the, the shakes, you know. Like often when you Google, I, I love Googling stuff like that. Like who's the, who's the richest person and people in the world? Not the richest celebrities, like the richest people and normally the top 10 is like people you've never heard of okay like everyone's heard of Elon Musk but from like number 3 down to 10 it's like Sheikh Al-Mahoub you know and then it's like the next one is Sheikh you, you just have yeah. you've never heard of these people but my, my, my afternoon activity was just I would just love to be taken around a day in the life of a Sheikh in Dubai because they, their money is next next level i mean you, you you walk there in the streets outside of five-star hotels i mean i've never seen so many rolls royces like in south africa if you see a rolls royce it's it's like whoa you know people are taking pictures with it yeah, yeah. they eventually like after a few days of being there like seeing a rolls royce was just like seeing an uber it's, yeah, it's it wasn't just even commonplace like, to you yeah it's like it's just like rolls royces driving around lamp, lamp the police drive lamborghinis of course they do in dubai of course they do. the police have lamborghinis <laughs> so if that is the police uh, and and if a rolls royce is being driven just by like some random business guy yeah. in dubai then can you imagine the shakes. Oh, but I, I don't want couldn't even not just fathom not it. just a shake like the shake. <laughs> the, the guy who is now the 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 guy who is now basically the in charge of Dubai. I want to go yeah. to his house yeah. for a day. That would be awesome. And I don't even have an expectation of what I would like to do because I think what he would treat me to would 
be better than anything I can like even think up. Yeah, I like right that. Now. So it will be like better than my imagination. So he's planning the day. I guess when you have unlimited money, I guess we can't think about it because uh, I mean it's just not something you ever think of having just endless money. But a shake, this is there every day, right? You're probably at some point you're having like a lion show in your room. You know, it's just out of this world. Exactly. Like it's. I think it's. They probably also have things that have not like hit the market. Yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, probably like these robot waiters. Who knows? <laughs> that's so exciting. Would, would you want the shake there with you or do you want them just to plan the day and you can go either by yourself or, or choose someone that you'd want with you to, to spend the day? No, I'd actually like him yeah. to take me around in Dubai. And obviously, he's going to take you to the best spots. Yeah. And, and you're going to go everywhere by helicopter. I mean, you're not going to be sitting <laughs> yeah. in traffic for even a second. Um, yeah. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I just want to be like, dude, take me where you, where you would go on a Friday night. Yeah. You I know? love that. I feel like as well, I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it is really being shown around by a local, even though the local is the richest person in the entire world. Like he'll know exactly where to go. <laughs> It's his version of like a local. What worries me though is you go to like a really fancy restaurant and you're just like, I just want steak and chips. Would you let him order for you? No, like in this case, in this case, I would, I would just go with him totally. Yeah, just go I with just, I would just go with his recommendation because <laughs> he will probably go to a restaurant and be like, there's like, uh, I'll order you this fish that's been extinct actually for ten years <laughs> and it'll be like the best fish you've ever had. Yeah. The only yeah. thing, the only thing that I wouldn't like because i'm a big like animal lover and i've got two rescue dogs like i i wouldn't like it if he's like in his house and he's like this is my lion or yeah, this okay. is my tiger and it's like chained up yeah, um, in captivity I, I would have a, i would have a tough time um, being like oh that's so cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is i like that that's that's the thing you're concerned about look they're that rich they probably have an entire like uh savannah for the for the lion to live in you know that money is not an option here you know exactly it probably wouldn't be cruel yeah i think my two rescue dogs have the most spoiled life ever yeah um so i mean he probably just gives a tiger what i give my dogs yeah every day like the, the finest food they've got their own room probably i'm assuming in your house yeah they probably like roamed the yard we drove past um like my cousin who lives there was showing us around and 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 there'd just be like this massive wall and she's like oh that's where the the royal family of dubai live <laughs> yeah and then you just keep driving and I keep looking left at this wall yeah. and the wall just like never ended. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I, the I wall just that. kept going and going and going. I was like, how big is this property? Yeah. And then you're driving and eventually it's like kilometers yeah. later and this wall is still continuing. Yeah, it's it's a different life. Something that I think, I think we, we think of rich and we think of, you know, you see it in Hollywood, but I feel like for these shakes, it's, you can't imagine exactly what you've said. You can't even imagine what their life would look like. Their lives aren't really advertised. They're very, yeah, like the people private. who live in Dubai also also told me like they, you, you kind of don't hear about the royal family very often. They, it's not in the news, images of them, pictures of what they're doing. You know, it's very sort of under the radar. Like I think what we see is 
the tabloids of like, ooh, look at Leonardo DiCaprio on his yacht. Yeah. And that, and to us, that's like, ooh, that looks nice. <laughs> but these guys have that times ten. So yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I, I want to do that. That's, that's, that. Do you have a shaken mind, or or just the richest, the richest one possible? The one who's I, I forgot his name now, but um, the one who's now in charge of Dubai. Okay, that's he's, a good call. He's got a he's got a son that's making headlines that everyone's like going crazy about because he's son is like very uh like he's like a playboy like okay, he, yeah. he, he, he skydives and he's like um he does this he's very like um into fitness so yeah. he built like a, a a bicycle track that goes from dubai to abu dhabi so oh he could god. cycle from to dubai oh, to rich abu people dhabi oh my god and stuff like, <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. i mean it's open to the public it's not just for him oh okay, i was gonna say <laughs> No, it's not. It's not for him, but he's yeah. very. You know, he's like taking a lot of initiative to be like um, keep Dubai fit. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing they do where they do the Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi. Um, it's part of like keep Abu Dhabi fit. I think on a Saturday you can go cycle on the. You can go cycle the. The, the track oh, and run cool. around it and it's about five point something kilometers so you can go you can go jog yeah on the track yeah yeah it's quite I, cool correct me if i'm wrong but you were you, you were a high school runner weren't you yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i still i still jog i still jog a lot i, I want to do my first marathon this okay, year yeah that have you got a location like where the marathon is yeah, there's a there's a beautiful beautiful place in South Africa called Neisner that have these these woods mm. and the marathon kind of goes through the woods and yeah I yeah, want to do that. That sounds awesome. My my dad was like a really good uh, athlete, did a ton of marathons when he was sort of my age that I am now. So yeah, I'll just I'll just and he's and he's retired now. He would love to. I think it would give him some sort of pu uh, purpose in life at the moment if if i had to be like hey dad can you be my coach can you yeah, work out great. a training program for me he would love that he yeah would absolutely love oh, that. that'd be awesome uh look unfortunately oh no i'm getting a, i'm getting a call from the director it's not even a call it's a voice memo because you can't get calls in dubai um oh, Skulk, yeah. what does he say uh, Skulk, um i was just just looking at a fitness app and i saw in the background that you were in a shake's house in dubai so um Please just you know send a voice note back. Explain yourself. Why'd you why'd you not come to uh, come to, to come to class today? Hi Jeff. Um, so crazy story. Uh, that is actually my house. Um, <laughs> I don't want to like sort of bring it up and rub it in the other students' yeah. face, but comedy's actually been going really well. Yeah. That shake is a friend of mine. <laughs> I wasn't visiting him. He came to visit me because um, I'm so ill today, and he just brought me some soup i love that that's some great gold, some, gold, some gold soup gold soup that's what, <laughs> that's what, that's, what eats. <laughs> that's great look i think you've managed to get out of it um that was fantastic let me recap your perfect day to you and i want you to tell me how it sounds so you start off the day you're in in a club pretending to be a liquid statue but you get out because you're feeling a bit sick and also all of your 20 grandparents have passed away um so you, you've gotten the day off you then listen to kiss from a rose by steel pump you up for the day and then straight away you're going to jose's and getting uh in kempton park and getting a steak and chips putting the steak and the chips in one bite so you can munch it down together and then in the afternoon you're quick, quickly flying to dubai and hanging out with the shake of dubai and just he's planning a day for you whatever he wants 
you'll do. How does how does that sound for you? Like a dream. <laughs> like a dream. Like a dream. <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, thank you so much for coming and chucking a sickie. We are so excited to have you in Australia, as we mentioned at the beginning and at the end as well. It's it's going to be such an exciting time for you here. Thanks, Ari. And if there if there are any shakes if there are any shakes in Australia, I'm actually going to be all alone <laughs> in Melbourne on the 22nd of April, and that is my birthday. Oh no! And I don't have any friends of I have no friends or family there. And I'm going to be all alone on my birthday. So if there's any like shakes in, in, in Australia who are visiting at that moment who just want to like take me like for a birthday lunch or something or dinner. I'll try to get show. you in touch. The, the shake of Melbourne. We can make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> and there you have it. Our first international guest. Skulk was an absolute pleasure. He's a bloody legend. I'm so excited for him to come to Australia and hopefully meet the Sultan of Melbourne. If there is one, I don't know. If you know of the, the Sultan, let me know. We'll try and make it happen. Make sure to get the last remaining tickets to Skulk Show to Melbourne Comedy Festival between the 30th and the 23rd of May and then in Sydney at the Sydney Comedy Festival at the Concourse in Chatswood on the 27th of April and in Perth on the 29th of April. Make sure to like and subscribe to the show. It really means a lot to us. And join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.